What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Benner and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. Hanging out here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. What is going on, Ronis? I just finished a football draft and an entire, I spent my entire day like in immersed in baseball and I finish it off with a fantasy football draft. I need help. I, need, I have problems. Yeah, sounds pretty boring to me uh, with the football draft. But uh, look, I just, it's not football time. That's it. Look, I'm immersed in basketball and baseball. I love football. It's just not the time for football. So uh, kudos to you for doing it, but uh, I had no interest. Well, see, I couldn't care less about basketball. So that's you know, um, you know, you're 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 immersed in both that and baseball. So I mean, that's taking up all your time. I um I'm I'm I've got my toes dipped in the NHL water. I have no investment in, in NBA at all. I'm definitely immersed in baseball. So I felt like I could you know throw him a bone. You know, put in the time here for uh, for our, our illustrious uh, producer uh, or uh, program director, Matt Deutsch, who uh, who thought, hey, you know, a really super early post free agency pre NFL draft fantasy football league that he wants to play out, um, but didn't set start the draft or set a timer or anything like that once again. <laughs> not surprised luckily he was wise enough to give yours truly commissioner power and uh i went in there and boop, 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 and we're done 15 rounds of nonsense absolute nonsense um I had the third pick of the draft and i crushed it so when we do play this league out i will win and everybody else will lose Nobody will remember that we're playing this league out, and uh, and I'll be the only one making roster moves, but a win is a win, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. So how was the rest of your day? Uh, fantastic appearance over at Fantasy Alarm today, uh, talking about the Ronus bonus article. Uh, over at fantasyalarm.com, which I absolutely love. Good stuff there on Carlos Rodon. Um, how'd baseball treat you today? Uh, aside from the fact that your Mets got thumped. Um, I mean, I haven't checked any of my fantasy leagues. It's too early to, you know, look at the standings every day. But um, it wasn't bad. I mean, a lot of good pitching performances. I had Matt Boyd. Oh, no, I have Yarbrough, who was bad, but. Okay, uh, Greg Holland looks like he's not working his way towards the closer role, so I have him in labor, so that sucked. We saw Whitgren get the save for Cleveland. Uh, Classe got the win pitching the eight, so I don't know if that means that Whitgren's the closer. We might see Classe next time, uh, but overall, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of good pitching today, I see. Uh, so that's, yeah. you know, and you had a lot of the top pitchers on the mound today. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I was, uh, I was looking at that earlier, um, as well. Bauer had a, a, a great game. What do you have? 10 strikeouts, uh, in yes. his effort. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bieber had another 12 strikeout performance. Uh, again, did not get the win. Uh, you know, here's the Brandon Woodruff. That was a, a fantastic outing, like a no hitter into the, uh, into the seventh. We, you know, what kills me the most is that 
you know, once a year. I wish you could set your watch by it and know when it was coming, but once a season, you want in on Kyle Gibson, Adam. Once a season. And today was that day. Yeah, I mean, he was terrible in his first outing. We know he's inconsistent at home against the Blue Jays. You wouldn't have thought that this would be the game with the Blue Jays offense, but Gibson uh, was good today. Went six innings, no runs, six hits, a walk, and eight strikeouts, 82 pitches, 55 for strikes to bring his ERA down to (laughs) 7.11. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's just, it's always just funny because, you know, you're watching them deal like that. And I've got, you know, a bunch of Blue Jays on my teams, you know, I got Bichette and, uh, Vladdy Jr. and Biggio and, and a lot of Lourdes Gurriel. And, uh, and yeah, so when you see something like that, it's, uh, always kind of sticks in your craw. Uh, some bounce backs, uh, Luis Castillo, uh, Jack Flaherty. Uh, both pitched uh, pitched pretty well. Flaherty with the four walks is a little bit uh, cumbersome for me, but um, you know, good good to see them both on the uh, on the right side of things. Well, the Pirates are the slump busters for 2021, oh, uh, yeah. so Luis Castillo was able to to get them, uh, but still a good sign that he went out there and was able to throw seven scoreless, strike out five. He tends to have lower velocity early in the year. He did in the first game. I think even today it was a little down, but uh, Pirates will help. Uh, same thing with Flaherty. You know, the Marlins offense has just been terrible so far. They're getting phenomenal pitching performances. I mean, Sandy Alcantara was great. Uh, his first two outings doesn't come away with a W. Pablo Lopez was excellent today. I think he issued a walk in the seventh, and then Yadier Merlina hit a two-run homer, and that was it for him. Uh, but they're just not scoring at all right now as they start to the season one and five. You know, their pitching staff is so good. So, you know, I think they'll they'll get better. But just sucks if you have some of these Marlins starters because uh, they've been really good so far. Even Trevor Rogers had that rough first inning and rebounded and got the strikeout. So that's the reason why I thought this Marlins team was going to be better uh, because of their pitching. But uh, their offense has done nothing so far. Nothing. And there's really there's there's not a lot to this offense either. That's the thing. Um you know, was talking about this on the Fantasy Alarm show with Jim Bowden. I don't don't remember if you were you were either on or it was right before you were on when you know we we talked about this. You know, he's like he's like you know make a deal. He's like make a deal for you know Mitch Haniger. You know, Seattle wants to trade him. You know, you've got all these prospects in your farm system now, and you know you've got these three amazing starters who can carry your team. So take some of that youth that you've you've been hoarding this whole time and get yourself somebody he's like get get aristides aquino for crying out loud just you know but what's he doing in cincinnati he's got two home runs right now you know he's got power um you know he's not the ideal target but he's not going to cost you a ton but i mean if if cincinnati's got the extra bat you might as well try and make that offer and he's just he's very much of the mindset that you know jeter is just you know Jeter is doing what we see rookie dynasty owners in fantasy do. They get young, 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 and they're always looking ahead to the future. And, you know, when you've got components that can win right now, you know, you need to start making that move. Right. And you just you see dynasty teams that just die for like, you know, four to seven, four to four to five years. Uh, because they just they keep hoarding all the youth uh, and they don't put anything together for right now. 
Yeah, I think it's also early in the season. Teams like to see what they have early on and see mm-hmm. how it goes. And again, it's only six games. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it's been a rough start for them offensively. They've just really struggled. And you know, it's frustrating if you're a starting pitcher for the Marlins right now because those guys have pitched well. Uh, they had the one game where they scored 12 runs against the Rays. Outside of that, I mean, in this Cardinal series, they scored three runs in three games. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad, man. It's bad. There's no offense. None. Zero. Hello? Are you yeah, there? I mean, you didn't ask me a question. You made a comment. I know I didn't ask you a question. I just thought we were just I just thought we were just chatting. Yeah, I didn't realize no, I had to I'm, ask you a question. Let me yeah, ask but, you. What? You know, yeah, but you just like I thought we were done with it. I didn't have anything to add. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I didn't know if you had anything to add or not. I was just I was agreeing with the point that you made, Adam. Okay. That was it. <laughs> should we leave this part in or should we have them edit it out that's your call um all right well mark it here <laughs> nine minute mark who knows <laughs> oh man i listen you know what it's just it's been such a long day so i got up if you know what before i tell this tale of woe why don't i just give a shout out here to our sponsor monkey knife fight the dfs site you should be playing on here's why Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> so, dude, I've been up since 4 a.m my time here because you know i'm doing the uh the best bets and the uh and the prop bets articles for wager alarm uh doing the value vault for dfs for fantasy alarm uh and the first games on the slate i mean the slate started at at you know 10 a.m for me uh but the first two games which were games that i was really into as far as betting went um you know, they were starting at like 9, 9.30 for me. So, you know, in order to do all the research and write everything up, whatever. So I got up at, at 4 and uh, kind of went through everything and, you know, felt pretty good about it. And then it was like then right into the rest of my day. So it has just been uh, it's been crazy. I'm a little I'm, well, I'm a little overtired. I well, think. the good thing is uh, when we're done, if you really wanted to, you could go to sleep because there's only two active baseball games going on as we record. Yankees are in the bottom of the ninth and you have the Diamondbacks Rockies. So uh, if you want, you can go to sleep and uh, I'll be up 
doing the late night show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Oh, all right, fantastic. Well, then why don't you do the uh, best bets and the uh, and the prop bets for me tomorrow? No, I got I got NBA and the NBA valuable. So yeah, but you three, just, just don't go to articles. sleep. Just don't go nah, to sleep. Nah, it's been a it, my day hasn't been as long as you, but it's still been a long day. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm kidding, man. I don't listen. I'm just busting balls here. The NBA um, is just a fucking headache right now, man. Yeah, I don't know how you like. I you know I didn't even want to bring it up. On the uh, on the air, I didn't even want to bring it up to you uh, today on Fantasy Alarm because I'm like, you do not like, you don't seem to be enjoying the NBA, and it's not just you. Impemba's the same way, Grande's the same way. Love the game of basketball, but from an analyst standpoint and having to deal with everything that you deal with uh, as an analyst, um, it's been a huge fucking headache. Well, it is, and the worst part is the injury report because over the last week, we had Paul George listed as out. He fucking played, okay? He was listed as out, and he fucking played. Then we had the other day Ricky Rubio and D'Angelo Russell listed as doubtful, and they played. Now, you could say, well, doubtful, they play what, 5%? It doesn't matter. Doubtful, usually not playing. They played, and then tonight, Kevin Durant is back. He didn't start. And then at one point, we're like, is he even going to play? And he did. Um, and let me see. He's probably done. The Nets are crushing the Pelicans. They're up 33. And I gave out Durant's points prop because it was 21 and a half. And I'm like, he could play 20 minutes and go over this. It's the Pelicans. He played 19 minutes. He went 5-5 five five from the field, 2-2 two two from three-point range, hit all five free throws, has 17 points. So it looks like and I don't see him coming back in the game. Um, and he had seven rebounds, five assists. So... Just figured he would get a little bit more playing time or take some more shots. But you see, because he's only been under that number three times this year. One, when he got pulled from that game. Remember that game with COVID-19 where he got pulled? He was under in that one. The other game, I think he went under that. Uh, I think he was, game he got hurt. He did play 33 minutes, though. So I'm like, all right, even if he only plays 20, 25 minutes, he's going to go over. And he's going under. Um, and then I gave out the Hawks minus two because Memphis was missing three players and John Morant was questionable. He was seen grabbing his back at the end of yesterday's game, going to the locker room. And I was like, all right, you know, both teams are playing great. Hawks are home minus two. Okay. And then find out later, uh, the Hawks are missing Clint Capella and Delano Gallinari. So, and, and they're losing at home by like 23. So it's just tough because, you know, you need to give these picks out early enough and you could say, well, just go with another game. Well, you know, there's questions across the board in a lot of games. I didn't know if Jamal Murray's going to play. I didn't know about the Pacers situation. And what happens? The Pacers are missing three starters. And the line flips. The Timberwolves become favorite. And what happens? The Pacers put up 141 and beat Minnesota 141-137. So we didn't know about Bradley Beal playing. He wound up playing. So, yeah, that's the problem is you really have to wait last minute, especially DFS, you know, because you don't know the value. You know some of the value early in the day, but then more opens up later on. So, But the thing that pissed me off is that injury report. You know, how is a guy listed as out and then he plays? And then two guys listed as doubtful and they play. I mean, come on, man. And then Giannis yesterday, I think he was listed as, I think he was listed as questionable. And he didn't play. And they're already listing him as doubtful for tomorrow. So that's not a rest thing. That's definitely an injury because I don't see any reason why Milwaukee would just rest him now because it's not like they've locked up anything. They're battling for a top seed in the Eastern Conference. So, um, yeah, and the other frustrating part is, like, there's just no games with juice right now. Like, Lakers-Clippers on Sunday. Why do I care? 
like Davis is out, LeBron's out. Like, why, why do I care? Now, I am excited for tonight's game, Jazz Suns. You know, I'm actually excited for that, and we'll be talking about it on air because it starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. I know you guys are listening the next day, but we're talking Wednesday night. But I'm actually excited for that game. The Jazz are one in the West. The Suns are two in the West. And no injuries. Everyone's playing. And to me, that's a game where the Suns want to show, hey, we're for real. No one's talking about us. Even Utah people doubt. But that's a game I'm actually excited to watch. But everything else, like Brooklyn, Harden's out now. You know, they're playing the Pelicans, who were missing guys. It's just um, – and B's back for the Sixers. It's just, like, too many guys are sitting. And it's just – I just don't – when I look at the schedule every day, I'm like, okay. Like, I think tonight, two games between teams – 500 or better. And in one of them, five players are out. <laughs> you know, it's like, so how am I supposed, like, how are NBA fans supposed to get excited for these games? If your star players are not playing, there's just like, I look at the schedule and I'm like, all right, boring, boring, boring. I don't care. I don't care. Which I guess is good because it makes you watch more baseball, but <laughs> it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of deflating, man. Um, and again, and I think, NBA is a good product and they do good things, but they've got to fix this injury report. We've just been through this too many times this year where, especially early in the year, we were getting like guys last second, right? A tip off. Oh yeah. He's not playing. Like, come on, man. NFL has a policy an hour and a half before kickoff. MLB puts the lineup up three hours before NBA has got to do something. And again, I'm surprised it's not getting more attention with sports wagering becoming legal in more and more States because it's going to turn people off. And I think it's a great sport to bet on player props. It is, but you just get to a point where like, come on, man, let's, let, let's get this correct. I feel for you, dude. I really do. I'm, I'm thankful. I, you know what? I'm, th- there you go. I'm thankful that baseball isn't like this. Like, you know, we get the lineup card a couple hours beforehand. Um, it's, it's, it's not like this. Um, they have bigger, they have bigger issues too, though, for their game. But at least you know who's in and out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, what bigger issues for their game. I mean, like what? Like anything that's going to like really crush us fantasy-wise? Um, not fantasy. I mean, just the interest. The, dude, I hate the extra innings rule. It's so dumb. Why are we doing this? Oh, are we putting the man on second? Yeah, man. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't even realize this because, I, you know, last year was small. So I was like, wait a second. Because so they start the runner at second base who made the last out last inning. So last night, as I'm watching the Diamondbacks Rockies, I'm like, okay, so the runner starts at second base. If he scores, that doesn't count as a run for him, right? It does. How does that make sense? The guy made the last out last inning and you he gets placed on second. And if he scores a run, the round counts for him. <laughs> like that's Dude. that's that's pretty big for fantasy. Like I was like, no, it doesn't count. And I looked at the box score. I'm like, oh shit, Christian Walker, it counts for him. Like what? Yeah. And tallied up the runs. I'm like, wait, is there ten runs here? Went through it. Yeah, ten runs. I'm like, wow. Like I don't know, man. And then I'm not even sure too. So say say a closer comes into the bottom of the inning. Say the team scores in the top of the tenth, and you bring in a new pitch for the bottom of the tenth, and he gives up that run at second. He gets charged with a blown save, right? Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. So say, for example, last night, I mean, I should look at the box score from last night. So say last night, right, it went extra innings in the Rockies-Arizona game, right? Right. Say, and the Arizona was the road team. So say top of the 10th, Arizona takes the lead. And now the Rockies bring in, uh, I mean, the Diamondbacks bring in a new pitcher for the bottom of the inning. If he blow, if he gives up run, does he get charged with a blown save? Yeah, he does, bro. Lopez. Yeah. 
How is that right, bro? You come into a game where they're putting a runner on second base. So you can give up a sack bunt and a sack fly for a runner you didn't put there and you get charged with a blown save. How's that right? It's not, dude. Listen, it is 100% not right. It is uh, it is ridiculously frustrating. And, and you know, but I mean, again, here's the thing. Is this that is just the at, world now. The world is fucking moronic. We've talked well, about this. And it's tra- filtering it to sports. But see, here you go. Listen, you're, 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 you're looking at this, obviously, like baseball is looking at this, like, you know, from the perspective of, listen, this is, a, is our way to speed up the game. It's not working. It does, still doesn't event, work. In any event, it's, it's their attempt to speed up the game or try and get it so it's, you know, less extra innings. Maybe it's more the like game a, went 13 innings maybe yesterday. It's more, more like a, like a sudden death thing. I don't know. Listen, I no, don't know. You're right. But the bottom line is, is that they didn't give a shit about what it meant for fantasy purposes. Not even, like not even run scored, fantasy, blown but, saves, anything like that. They, 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 they're not looking at it from, from our angle. Well, I'm not that, that point that I made with that, not even a fantasy perspective. I think player perspective contracts, I wasn't even thinking fantasy. I mean, because, you know, sometimes we're going to benefit and sometimes we're going to get hurt. I mean, Yoan Lopez came in. No one has him, I'm assuming, unless and only me, right? So who cares? Uh, Christian Worker, yes, I have him in, I don't know, one league? I don't even know. So I wasn't even looking at it like that. But speeding up the game, the game went 13 innings. <laughs> you know, and I know I haven't looked, but maybe some of these extra innings games end quicker now. They probably do, right? But that one went 13 innings. I don't know. Some of the things they're doing to these games are long. I mean, this Yankee game now is in the 10th inning, and this game started at 635, and it's already over three hours in a 2-2 game. A 2-2 game. And it's over. Look, I don't really care about time of game. But if you're trying to attract a new audience, we know this. People don't want to watch a baseball game for three and a half, four hours. I mean, they barely want to do it for three, right? Um, you know, NFL, most of their games are three hours. NBA, most are two and a half. Same with hockey. So I know they're trying, but I don't know what they really can do. The the whole face the minimum three batters and all that stuff, like it's it doesn't seem to be working enough, right? No, because I mean these are these these are tiny nuances. Like you need to like in all honesty, they need to trim, you know, a good 30 to 40 minutes off of a ball game. And things like mound visits or pitching changes or anything like that, it's not, you're not taking enough of it away for it to make any kind of an impact. It's like, you know, you've got a, a an ocean full of water, you know, an ocean of, of water in front of you, and you're trying to like scoop it out with a teaspoon. That's what, that's what MLB is doing right now because you, if you really want to make the game shorter, you're going to end up fucking up the integrity of the game, which I think they're doing anyway with the three minimum minimum batter rule and all the other bullshit that goes along with it. Um, you know, I, I think they're they're fucking with the integrity of the game anyway. So if you're going to, then just, you know, whatever, chop it off. Make game seven innings then for crying out loud. Whatever the case may be, the shit that's going on right now is pointless. It's useless. And, you know, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just go to seven, you know, seven inning games from now on. Than wow. to, than really? to keep 
to, than to keep screwing around with well, yeah, what they, they're doing. Yeah, I don't like what they're doing. Um, it, the whole DH thing where we didn't even know where we kept waiting to the last minute. Well, they could change it, right? It's baseball and they probably should have just changed it already. Um, but yeah, just some of the things that they do, it doesn't, it, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It's, you know, it's, it's trying to heal a gunshot wound with gauze, right? I mean, it's like, you're not, you're just, you're not doing enough to make any kind of an impact. And, you know, and they're like, well, if we, you know, a little tweak here and a little wrench there and a little move there and a little this there, then it's going to add up. And what does it add up to? It adds up to like 10 minutes at the most. Oh, why? Because we got, we got to, you know, take 15 minutes to review a play too. Oh yeah. That's the other thing too, which every sport now replay just slows it down. I mean, yeah, we just see it in every sport now. I mean, Which there was is, a there was a oh. review of a game I was watching the other night on catchers interference with the Giants and oh yeah, yeah yeah I was you watching were, that dude like come on man like and I didn't I was like there's nothing noticeable like how how long do you need to look at it right did you see him touch Posey's glove I didn't I did not see it touch Posey's glove yeah no. so I was like all right well why are we wasting five minutes look at it quick yeah there's nothing here I don't know. But I, the, the length of the games really don't bother me, I guess, as much as others. But, I mean, I guess because I, I can just flip to another game, too. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, sure. I got to swap out a stupid cable box because now my old cable box doesn't let me, uh, like, flip around to all my games like I did before. That's going to piss my wife off because I got to change out the cable box and she's going to lose all her shit saved on the DVR. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, usually, like, I'm out here in the shed, and so I can, like, stream shit on two monitors, and I got a TV for the other, you know, for, like, whatever game's on MLB Network. So, I mean, I'm, I've been covered for right now, but, you know, if I want to, like, sit there and flip around channels inside, well, then, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna have to ruin it. She's going to lose all of that, you know, all those general hospitals and all those, you know, Oprah Winfrey specials and all the other nonsense that i refuse to let her watch while i'm in the room <laughs> well i'm glad i don't have that problem right now no that's true that's true but you know what i'm actually, i'm gonna go inside and i'm gonna get some after this so can you guarantee yourself getting some right now after the after we record here no you gotta hang out with fensty well yeah tonight i can't guarantee it but i can figure that <laughs> over the next couple of days or i could uh, well I'll, I'll 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 lay off that one <laughs> cracks me up cracks me up um where were we on before that i'm trying to remember now wow this whole like nonsense of slowing down baseball or speeding it up who the hell knows dude who the hell knows it's uh, well, dude, remember, MLB, it, could you i mean give me another sport that's like run as poorly as MLB. And I mean like across the board. Like the NHL, I don't understand why they, you know, I mean, they they could market themselves a little bit better, I think. But baseball doesn't fucking market themselves at all anymore. And yeah. they're dying. Dying. Like, yeah, the one know, thing, NBA does a really good job of marketing. 
And you yeah, know who these really players are. You know who these players are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I could, you could line up. You could line up 20 basketball players, right, out of uniform and just standing there, um, not naked, but, like, in their street clothes. Um, beat you to it. Uh, and then you could line up, like, you know, 20 football players, right? And I guarantee you that I could tell you who every basketball player is, but not even tell you who every football player is because the NBA markets them so well. Yeah, I mean, in football, too, if you don't, you see them in helmets, too. You know, a lot of times you don't see their faces. The hardcore player does. But the casual person, you know, can easily spot LeBron, Durant. You know, like, it's just because they're just marketed well. Um, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, the NBA does such a good job, which is why it's frustrating with the whole injury report. And, again, this past week was – I just couldn't believe it. Like, guy – He's ruled out, you know, and then I'm writing the valuable. All right, well, Paul George is out. So put this guy in. And then, you know, that game was a 10 p.m. game. And I think they announced like at eight. So imagine someone just read the article and goes, all right, I'm going to put Luke Kennard in. And then they again. But I always say you you pay you're playing NBA DFS. You got to be there most of the night, especially if you're on DraftKings. Obviously, on FanDuel, no late swap. So you put it in. Boom. But DraftKings or any site with a late swap. You got to pay attention the whole night or at least have your alerts on or, or go to Fantasy Alarm. You know, Fantasy Alarm tweets it out. You got to set it up that you have something because, like, I'm just like, great. So I wasted my time writing this. And now, again, when the guy is ruled out, like, it was crazy. In fact, we this I think it was last Thursday because Fenstein and I do beer pong NBA DFS on Wednesday night. And we were doing it. And it's a game we play where the producer will say, all right, you know, you do the beer pong and the producer's like, all right, Adam, you have to put a guard in your lineup under 4k. And I'm like, okay, well, Luke Kennard, Paul George is out. Kennard started the last two nights without George played well. All right, I'm putting him in. And he was locked in my lineup for our game. I still beat Fenstey because he sucks, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but like I told him, I'm like, dude, this game is fun. So I don't mind doing it, but like doing it the night before and we had locked into four players like, he had two players that he did, took in the beer pong, and they didn't play. So he got to replace them with anyone. So, but that's the NBA, man. It's just, and, you know, we're basically, I guess we have about a, well, regular season, I think, ends May 16th. So we got a little over a month to go. Oh, so it's, really? It's, There's still another month to your stupid basketball? They cut the season short, 72 games, but they started late. So, oh, yeah, May 16th, geez. I think, is the end of the regular season. And then they have that play-in tournament this year where the oh. 7 through 10 seeds play. I think it's over – I think it's May 8th to the 21st and then the playoffs. So, yeah, we're not crowning a champion until July. Gross, dude. That is just – that's that's gross. That's gross. You're, you're, you're going to sit here and, and get fucking aggravated for a whole other month of this nonsense here. Trying to save you, man. Just come to baseball. Stay. Well, someone's got to do the basketball, bro. Right? You know. I mean, look. Last night. Last night was good. Four and one last night. Um, let's see. Tonight. Um, I need two more points from the Hornets with three thirty-three left. I gave out the over one hundred nine and a half, so they should get that. I already lost one prop. Um, and I lose the Hawks because of the late scratch stuff. And then um, I got Terry Rozier. So where is he at? Oh man, I need. A little bit more from him. All right, whatever. But yeah, last night was a good night. And then, you know, tonight, some unfortunate things last second with the Hawks. 
Had I known Capello and Gallinari would be out, I wouldn't have given him out. But, hey, you know, again, just make sure you guys follow it, keep up on the news, and that's that's all I can say at this point. <laughs> that, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Man, it's just, that's such a bummer, dude. And, uh, you know... <laughs> It's no, you know, <laughs> I was just telling you before we came on about my, my wife's situation with her mom and the whole, you know, craziness and stuff like that. And, and I like, look at my, you know, my wife, um, for those of you who haven't heard the, the, the stories, my, my, we put my mother-in-law in assisted living and she's just, she's a, a nightmare. It's, it's terrible. She's bipolar and manic and it's all a, a craziness there. Right. And I just said, I said, I feel bad for my wife because she's expending all of this emotional energy on it. Right. Like, you know, the final outcome of, of you know, the, the whole thing. So why waste all this, you know, uh, emotional, you know, torment that you're dealing with right now? Um, I you don't obviously know the outcome of what happens at the end of the season, Adam, but. I feel bad for you that you're going to have to deal with this nightmare for like another month, like at least a month. And then into the playoffs there also. I mean, that's just so two months of this crap more. It's th Ugh. three. God, but at least with the playoffs, you're not going to have late scratch and guys sitting and stuff. Right. I mean, they're not going to do that. So, uh, Oh man, see, I knew it. Michael Porter's killing it in the first half. Oh, see, I yeah, all right. See, and and you didn't write it up, did you? No, because I didn't know the status of Jamal Murray. So, right. um, so. I think, and I don't. His prop got raised too. I think the points was nineteen and a half points because he was that prop. I was giving out like for three weeks straight, and it went over every time. And then, so then, and then one night, so I think it hit like twelve straight games, and then. So in the afternoon, I got it at over 23 and a half points and rebounds. But by the time I wrote it up, it got up to 24 and a half. So I have to give out what is the latest on the book. So I gave it out a 24 and a half, but I played it at 23 and a half and it was 24. So I cast, but the prop I gave out on Wager Alarm lost by a half. But that's how fast these things move. You know, I start looking at it and I'm like, okay, I might say, all right, I'm going to play it right now. And then when I go to write it, sometimes even just an hour later, and I go back and check, I'm like, oh, it's up to 24 and a half now. All right. I still kind of like it. Boom. Give it out. You know? So that's, but that's how fast some of these props move. Like yesterday with the Celtics, my goodness, Jalen Brown was like 21 and a half points against Philly. And I was like, oh, I like this. When I went to go check it, it was up to 23 and a half um, and 24 and a half. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, eh, I'm going to back away. Good thing I did because he didn't hit it. But that happens, man. When people see something and it's bet up on the books, man, it moves. It can move quickly. Quicker than a baseball game? Oh, well, that's, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees just tied it up in the bottom of the tent. I know. I'm sitting here with it on <laughs> right now because I have um, – I, I, uh, I took the Orioles in the run. I, I, I want the Yankees to win. Just win it right here. Dear Lord, please just finish it off. Uh, but I took uh, I took the Orioles with the run line. So Orioles are getting a run and a half. So I'm totally fine with the Yankees just closing it out right now. But 
to your point about, you know, the 13 inning game, I mean, it was just, you know, like that base hit right there scores the guy at, at second. Tyler Wade was hanging out there, right? And it's like, Someone's okay. going to win an AL only lead by one run because of that Tyler Wade. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I put money. I wish I put money on Tyler Wade, damn it. I mean, I, I don't, I guess it makes it a little bit more exciting for extra innings. In a way, I mean, I don't know. I think any tight baseball game to me is exciting. Like because every pitch, every pitch is so important, you know. But we're not we're we're not Bob from accounting. No, I agree, no doubt about it. And, you know, and especially we're on the East Coast now, right? It's ten or nine p.m. Eastern. Some people actually go to bed early, and wake up early. I don't know what that's like. Um, even when I was doing the morning show, I was up till one a.m., two a.m. So I don't know how you guys do that, but yeah, some people are like, all right, you know, I got to go to sleep now. And then, the, and this is a game that started six thirty-five PM Eastern. They're probably like, "Oh, I can stay up watching Yankee games." Like, oh, maybe I can't now. I got to go to sleep. <laughs> that would suck. I see. I, I guess because I don't wake up early, it's easy for me to say. But I just can't imagine like watching my team and it's a tie game and extra innings. I'm like, all right, I got to go to bed now. <laughs> I just can't. I can't comprehend it. I'm a guy that needs to like go through every box score before the night's over. But even even that, like, I mean, who doesn't have like a TV in their bedroom that they can just yeah? But watch what if you're the... with your wife and she has to wake up early and she's like, "No, shut it off. I need to go to sleep." You you know what? You mute the TV. You put her. You, you what get if she her says, a... "I don't want to see the the light." You get her an eye mask. <laughs> but wear a mask. Everyone's doing it now anyway. Well, put an eye mask. Put something over your eyes. Right, watch the and I'll watch the game. It's pitch black for you. You're not gonna see shit. You're not gonna hear anything. You know what? As soon as the game's over, I turn off the TV. I roll over and I go to sleep. You know, actually, um, one of my exes that I used to stay with, she was actually cool about it. Same thing. I just put the volume on mute, and she just let me watch it. Stay up as late. I'm like, it's not bothering you. She's like, nah, it's cool. You could just. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. She didn't let you watch it. You watched it. No, it's her. It was her house. It was her house. Like if she said, nah, it bothers me. What am I going to do? I mean, I guess I could have gone to the living room. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to go to the living room uh, for a little while here. I'm going to watch the end of this game. By the time I come back in here. I'll wait uh, for sex. (laughs) Yeah. If you're snoring, (laughs) I'll leave you be. But if you're not, I'm getting in. (laughs) I just want to catch the and end of this. The crazy game. part was the crazy part was I would wake up earlier than her because I would have to go to the city to do the radio show from Brooklyn. So I'd have to get up like four thirty, and she's going to bed before me. <laughs> Dude, people who are like able to actually get six hours of sleep a night, it blows my mind. Yeah, like blows my mind. My problem is, is I get up. And then when I get up, like to go to the bathroom, it takes a while to fall back to sleep. Like if I just, if you said, Hey, you could have six hours straight interrupted. I'd be good. I don't get that. It's very choppy. And I think that's bad for your body. It's very bad for your body. I get up at least two or three times a night. Um, Sometimes I'll like snore and wake myself up and I'll be like, Oh, all right, now I'm up. Uh, Or sometimes I wake up because I got to take a whiz. So if I pee twice in the middle of the night and wake up randomly a third time, I mean, I, I'm not getting six hours sleep. I'm like sleeping for like an hour at a time and I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. And I'm drinking coffee now. So I'm sure I'll be peeing a ton tonight. See, there you go. 
There you go. I had my uh, my rowdy energy drink earlier in the day. I should be okay. My problem was is like I got up at fucking four in the morning here, and I was like, all right, let me drink a rowdy. Now let me have some caffeinated tea. Oh, what the hell is this? Is that? Uh, it kind of looks like half an Adderall. Maybe I'll take that too. There's a lot of damn. There's a lot of day baseball tomorrow too. There's only two night games tomorrow. Is it? It's ridiculous. Is it? Well, the Mets. Well, well you, it's early. It's early in the year, and I know it's the home opener for the Mets, so they're at one ten p.m. Eastern. There, this is probably the home opener for a few. Yeah, Pirates home opener, Orioles home opener. Yeah. So they're going to be White Sox home opener, Twins home opener, Cardinals. So yeah, this this is me getting up at four a.m. again tomorrow to make sure that I do all three articles again, uh, published within well in time for uh, for this Met game to start. Well, the good news for you, there's only one day game Monday, and there's only two day games Tuesday, and next Wednesday there's quite a few day games. So, but <laughs> it's only going to be it's only like the first couple weeks, you know. It's you know, so and then it'll just go back to oh wow, next Thursday, a week from Thursday, you got three games in the twelve PM East Coast hour. Oh, next Thursday is another well, oh no, it's split half in the day, half at night. So, you know, first couple of weeks and then it'll be back to a ton of night games. Yeah. Well, let's go to cores in a week. Maybe they'll start fucking hitting. Oh, there you go. There you go. Dude, how about this one here? You ready? I mean, I haven't seen the uh, what's the Rockies game at right now? It's five nothing. But... Five nothing in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Dude, the average number of runs scored at uh, Great American Ballpark right now is thirteen point six. Do you know why? Because it's like the size of my living room. Besides that, because the Pirates. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they are so bad. They're man. terrible, right? We knew they're it. Ter- we, but you know what? They were putting they up were runs bad. against. Uh, they were putting up a, a good number of runs against St. Louis too. That the Pirates? No, the Reds were. I mean, the Reds. Oh. The, the Reds have been home this entire time. Yeah. They lo- they lost opening day eleven to six. Then they won nine to six. Then they then they won twelve to one against the Cardinals. Then the Pirates come in. It goes five three Pirate uh, Reds, and then it went fourteen to one and eleven to four um, for for that one there. Like, I mean, these are these are these are Coors Field numbers, dude. These are big Coors. These are bigger than Coors Field numbers, actually. Well, they return to play Friday in Arizona. So, who does the Reds? Oh, okay. So we'll see. What they do. I mean, look, they have some. I mean, India's off to a hot start. Senzel's picking it up. Tyler Naquin is going to the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> Tyler Naquin is going to the Hall of Fame. 100%. 100%. I, you know, and it's so funny too, because I'm looking, you know, there's a, there's a dude in chat who was like uh, over at Fantasy Alarm and he was like, you know, what was the, the question was, um, Oh, he was like, uh, could use another bat. Naquin is still on the wire. You know, is Yarbrough uh, droppable? Um, and, you know, I mean, listen, looking at his team, I'm like, yeah, Yarbrough's droppable, but, you know, wh- why are you going after Naquin? I mean, this is, you're, you're chasing. He's, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to hit another home run the rest of the season, but he's certainly not going to keep this pace up. 
So then he was like, you know, who would, you know, who would you, he's like, oh, he's like, um, would Andrelton Simmons, Manny Margot, David Fletcher, Cedric Mullins, or Jonathan India be someone you would consider instead? And I'm like, how the fuck are Mullins and India still out there? That's the thing with these questions when they ask, can I add a player and they just give it to you? I think the automatic answer should be, well, who else is available? Because if they're just telling us one player, we have no idea. And then they could be like, yeah, well, remember when I asked you to pick a Maquin? You told me yes. And I could have had India, blah, 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 and this guy. Like, wait a second. You never mentioned those guys. Here's the question. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to ask follow-up questions. Because if someone is asking that, they're just not obviously well-versed. And they're just looking at, oh, well, this guy's got three home runs. And they're... And and that's not being disrespectful or putting them down. That's where we're here to help you guys understand that you might, they might be an inexperienced player and they don't know who those players are, but that's why I think we should be asking, well, who else is available? And I usually ask that, like I say, well, I, or I'll say, you know, who else can you draw? Like someone hit me up today and was like, Hey, I can pick up six Sanchez or Tony Gonsolin. But I have no IL spots. Who would you pick up? I'm like, I wouldn't pick up either. If you have no IL spots, like, we have no idea when Sixto Sanchez – I dropped Sixto Sanchez in labor because he's not on the injured list because he's not on the roster. So I can't even put him in the IL spot because the team hasn't put him on it, if I'm not mistaken, right? He wasn't on the roster. They sent him to the extended you – know, To the alternate site. Right, alternate site. So – uh, technically, he's not on the injured list. So I'm like, I'm not waiting for this guy in a 12-team league. Uh, I'm not waiting because more injuries are going to happen. Now, if you have IL spots, sure, you can do that. But if you don't, like, why are you going to bother? Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to get an, an injury. And now you got to put that guy on the bench. And you're like, oh, I can't hold this guy anymore. So, like, why waste the time? Well, I mean, it depends on the player. But, I mean, listen, I get what you're saying as far as, you know, Sanchez goes. Because, I mean, that we just we have no clue when he's going to be back up. No clue. If there was, like, a timeline where they were like, yeah, we just expect him to, you know, be down there for the rest of the month of April. But we're going to bring him up in May. Right. If if that were the case, then, then yeah, you got to keep Sanchez. You got to do it. They're going to be extremely cautious with him. They're oh, not going to mess around. Why would again if Jeter's looking at it long term? Yeah, there's no way he's gonna risk it. There's no way. Yeah, and Gonsolin, he wasn't even starting to begin with. Like we knew he'd probably he'll get some starts this year, but he's not now. What's the point of hanging on if you have no IL spots in a 12 team league? There has to be better options on the waiver wire. Yeah, there has to be. There has to be. Oh man, dude! This this Orioles Yankees game is going to be the death of me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm up late, so I don't mind when games go late, and I'm up anyway. But so that's why I didn't mind last night. Rockies Diamondbacks. Thought it was pretty fun. You know, I'm watching to see. All right, who's closing? Oh, Davinsky comes in. Two outs, nobody on, and Hilliard hits a bomb. I even joked. I'm like, oh, maybe Hilliard will be in the lineup tomorrow, and of course he's not because. Facing the uh, left-hander, Madison Bumgarner. And, you know, you can't put lefties against him. Uh, but, yeah, and then Davinsky, I don't know if you saw, got placed on the 
uh, not the COVID list, but he's away from the team for personal reasons. So uh-huh. that opens up another, uh, all right, who's going to close now? And then Kevin Ginkle didn't appear yesterday because he was sick. So just another, <laughs> another cloudiness. Love it. The hits just keep on coming. Oh, dude, I got somebody who was asking me about um, dropping, you know, drop Karen check for Whitgren right now. Do I, you know, what do I do with Romano? This is that. So I'm like, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm like, you could sit there and try to play closer roulette, but you're talking about two situations that are, that they're committees and the managers have both said that they're committees. Now, sure, Merriweather's killing it right now, but if Merriweather tires out, he's gonna go to Romano, right? I mean, he's 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 got that that uh, that that possibility. If Merriweather like suddenly forgets how to pitch, they got Romano there. Like Montoyo specifically said he's not naming a closer. And then we've heard this nonsense in, in Cleveland. So it's like, you know, this constant like rotation of, of, of shit. Um, it is, uh, it's maddening. It's maddening. Yeah, it's going to be like this for a couple weeks. You're, there's a couple teams. You're just going to have to see how it plays out. And it all comes down to who you have on your roster, what you need. Trust me, I'm in a spot where I need some saves. I need some closers and taking shots here and there. And some of them are not going to work. So I think I picked up, uh, you know, Jake Diekman wasn't allowed, uh, available in tout. So, you know, I put in bids for Merriweather lost, uh, right. put in bids for a couple other guys lost. And I got like one of the cheap ones with Romo for like six bucks. And uh, Romo doesn't look like he's going to close game up a run today. So I'll just drop him on Sunday and, and, and figure out the next shot. To right. Take. Right. But you're not like that's that's not one of the primary guys like Romano and Karen or like two of the primary guys. Four saves in that bullpen. Romano, I don't know about Karinchak, man. I don't think he's close. He's been pitching really? seven. Yeah, I don't think he's close. I think it's Whitgren and Classe ahead of him. I'm not saying I would drop him, but they seem very reluctant to go to him. I think it could also be arbitration stuff. You know, they don't want him to to pitch well, and then they have to pay him because he came in today in the seventh inning. Um, he's also had trouble. I mean, today he was fine, but even what was it? And he pitched on the first and the fifth, the first, he walked the batter. Let me see. In that game too, that was, uh, let me see what inning he came in in that game. I think it was the seventh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he pitched the eighth in that game with them losing. So on the first, they were actually, oh yeah, they were losing three zip. And he came in in the eighth inning in that game. So I think he's actually, I think Classe and Whitgren are ahead of him. Now, it could easily change. And we know he has great stuff. So I'm not saying drop him. But I'm just saying based on what we've seen so far, I think it's Whitgren and Classe ahead of him. Whereas I think Romano could easily get the next save for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, he could. He could. Um, fucking, I'm just, I just saw that Holland. Uh, yeah. Gave up the two runs. Yep, he's my uh, one reliever I had active in labor. Yep, I'm ready to I'm ready to cut him loose. Yeah, and then he'll become the closer. So, and then of course, of course, yeah, we'll then, see. And that's that's the thing, man. I just don't want to have to fucking deal with that. I mean, and Jesse Hahn got the save on Monday. Today he pitched the sixth inning. Yeah. <laughs> so could you imagine people? First come, first serve on Monday. Oh, I got to go get Jesse Hahn. 
Yeah. We talked about it. We talked yeah, we about it on this show. We were like, don't do it. And he gave up two runs. So I don't. And then so someone was asking me today, like, who? Uh, what is it? Wade Davis? I'm like, I don't know, man. It could be Barlow. Barlow's pitched well so far. He struck out three. They gave up two. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. I don't either. It could be Stalmont next. Stalmont. I, I don't know. Stalmont was uh, the name I was just going to throw out there. I don't but... know, bro. Like these, these managers just. That's the problem. It's that's what people need to understand with closers. It's not the best pitcher who gets the job. Look at the Padres bullpen. Mark Melanson is not the best reliever. He's the guy getting the saves. And I watched him pitch. He throws a lot of breaking pitches. He's effective, though. He limits hard contact. He gets a lot of ground balls. He's clearly not the best arm in the pen. But the manager has decided that Melanson is the guy for now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it really is. I, I wish there were more managers like like Mattingly, right? I just I, I got my guy. I want my guy. That's it. I got my guy in the ninth inning. That's all I want. I want him. That's it. And and Mattingly is like that. So Anthony Bass is the guy who's going to get saves for the Marlins. I wish there were more managers who would just say, you know what, let me just fucking commit to this. But, you know, every manager in the world now has to, like, be the smartest guy in the room and, you know, I'll just play the matchups and, you know, and, and I'll show everybody I'm so much smarter rather than just establishing the role. Yeah, look, I think in some instances it makes sense. Uh, but I also think you also have to, at least in years past, players like to know their role. They've said that I kind of want to know when I'm coming in. So I think you kind of have to have that discussion. I mean, look, the way the Blue Jays have done it so far, it's worked. They've used Romano in the high leverage situations and he's gotten the job done. Is that going to continue? I don't know. So like to me, what I want to see with Toronto is say the next game they have a one run lead in the eighth inning and seven, eight and nine are due up. Are they going to go to Merriweather? And be like, all right, we'll have him here because we want Romano to face the, the tough hitters. That's really going to be a telltale sign. Right. I want to see what happens in that situation. And I'll be like, great. I spent this money on Merriweather. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I spent like, I don't know, 170 something in TGFBI and 88 in the road and the online championship for NFBC. So I don't have regrets with that. I needed a closer in TGFBI. I lost Kirby Yates and. I don't even know. Do I have McGee in that one? Yeah, I think I actually do have McGee. So maybe I didn't need to go crazy. But hey, if he's the guy and I have him and McGee, but you're never in good shape. You could sit here and go, well, I have uh, Liam Hendricks and McGee. I'm good. And then shit happens. So you're never good at closer. Um, no, you're never good at closer. I mean, you're always going to end up sitting there like just kind of chasing uh chasing the flavor of the week and stuff like that even when i mean listen we we just saw it now right even if you invested in closers right liam hendricks has looked like crap um trevor rosenthal could be out forever kirby yates <laughs> kirby yates done right jordan I mean, hicks doesn't have the role yet jordan hicks doesn't have the role but he might get it in may we'll just have to wait and see so, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's that that whole thing over again. Again, that's why I'm like, you know what? Uh, just go to saves and holds and just dilute the just dilute the player pool, the you know, the uh, the the relief pitcher pool. So that nobody. You, you, yeah, you can go out and try and get, you know, the, the closer with the saves and blah, blah, blah. But, I, you know, I'd rather just, you know, grab the best middle relievers or the, the you know, the, the one inning guys and and just take my shot there. And if I, you know, if I get a save or a hold, then great. 
Uh, if they help my ratios, then fine. But I mean, I, it's probably as, you know, like doing saves and holds is the easiest way to punt the category without punting a category. Yeah, but so I see the other side of the argument. It's like, well, then you're trying to dumb it down. Like, look, the saves thing is frustrating, but it does create strategy. How much do you spend on fab? Like at the same point, don't we don't want to make the game too easy, right? Correct. You know, so but but I think there should be a discussion. What categories? Because the game is changing. So so are you against? Wins. Are you against quality starts? Yes. I mean, guys don't even go six innings anywhere anyway. So what's no? The but I mean, like when when quality starts was like all the rage, you were against it. Yeah, I've never invoked it. I've never considered putting it as a category. You know, I just I want to hug you right now. I want to like I just want to get the big bear, get his paws around you, just bring you in for the real thing. I, that actually, I'm glad to hear that. Six I'm against three runs. That's a four point five ERA, and we're gonna get you know what I mean. It's dumbing it down. It it's is dumbing so, down the fantasy game. But I, I guess we do need to come up with something because yeah i mean look wins right now are so tough i look i think that's because they're babying pitchers early in the year and i understand look we've had barrios was removed with a no hitter mets took out the ground the degrom thing i don't get like the okay i don't know if we talked about it on this podcast but the degrom thing was okay you're upset right they took him out at 77 pitches the same result would have happened he pitches the seventh Right? Gets up to 90. They take him out. No one would complain. Trevor May would have been in the eighth anyway, and the same shit would have happened. So it didn't right. matter. Unless you're saying, well, DeGrom should go 110 pitches game one. That's a different story. But he, even if he went the one extra inning, they still would go into Trevor May in the eighth, and the same result would have happened. So well, was the uh, I, I didn't, the seventh inning, was it a one, two, three inning? Castro pitched the seventh inning and pitched a scoreless inning. So it would have been the same thing. But no, I was just asking if he if he faced the minimum batters. Who the Castro came in? Because it, yeah, when Castro came in, did he? He gave up one hit through nine pitches, seven for strikes. Gave up one hit. All right. right. So if Degrom was in there and threw a one-two-three inning, well, then maybe it would have been a little different for May. He would have faced you know a different batter. Well, I don't think so. I think. You're overrating it now. May would have come butterfly in. effect, dude, man. It's the butterfly nah. effect. Nah. 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 I mean, listen, I, I I wasn't pissing and moaning about it either. You know, that's 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 Met fans pissing and moaning because they don't understand. Well, yeah, I mean, I look, I want these pitches to go longer, but I understand every team is doing this right now. Like Rudger today, right? He was dominant. And they took him out. What he was at like what set he was at like 56 pitches. And had all these strikeouts. And I think, let me see what his, because he went seven innings, allowed one hit. Trust me, I have him in Tower. I could have, I wanted to win. But he threw 74 pitches, 51 for strikes, seven innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, eight Ks. And they took him out. I don't know. Did they pinch it for him, though? Uh, I don't think so. No. So that's just the way it's going to be. Hendricks, 85 pitches out after six. They're going to do this the first couple times as they come from the short season. So you just have to accept it. It sucks. You know, you want to see these guys go further, but they're going to protect these guys early in the year. So hopefully in another week or two, we start to see some of these guys go longer. It would be nice, dude. It would be nice. I mean, again, that's just, you know, I mean, that's, that's just, uh, it's our society. This is a microcosm of our society, Adam, where kids are soft these days and playgrounds have rounded corners and, 
if, if you're bringing your books home from school, we're going to give you a wheelie piece of luggage on wheels so that you can drag it behind you without hurting yourself. I, I mean, that's what the, you know, we're going to get participation trophies. That's what wow. society's all about out now. Out at the plate. Was Ursula out at the plate? Yeah, man. And the, the game. game already, dude. Is he hurt or is he just frustrated? I don't know. I think he's frustrated. I don't know. That bowl looked kind of shallow. So I got to see it again. But, well, you took the run line, right? Minus I took one the run half. line, yeah. Minus one and a half? Orioles plus one and a half. Oh, okay. So you're good. Oh, yeah, I'm winning this one no matter what. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Why would the Orioles be favored in Yankee Stadium? <laughs> but John right, so, is good. So, so here, yeah. Oh, you know, he, got, it's so... he got tagged in the face. That's why. Oh. Glove right to the face, dude. I, I so badly, you know, Michael Cardano better than me. Um, yeah. is, is can, does he have a sense of humor? Can he take it if I like dished out something publicly to him? Yeah, he's usually pretty good about that. Why he said something? What did he do? So he tweeted out earlier today. Wait, let me uh, let me let me find it so I, I don't misquote it. Uh, this was from, oh, I don't have the time on the tweet right now, but it says, take it to the bank. You don't find this kind of easy money in pro sports that often. The Yankees have now won 31 of 37 games against the Orioles with all but five games by two runs or more. They play again later today. Well, you know, when you do shit like that, you know it's going to come back to bite you. Right? Evil, exactly. Evil. So I, I just wanted to I, – I was thinking about just, you know, tweeting out that picture of, uh, of of me giving the call for take the O's with the run line and be like, take that to the bank, buddy. Like, how much money did you win on this tonight? How much did I win on this? Oh, him. Say to him. Be like, how much money did you oh. win on this lot? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> remember when it's to the bank when it looks like it's easy it's not just remember that when you're doing sports gambling yeah 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 i'm just listen i'm just loving life because i'm on a fucking heater right now that's all that Enjoy. Yankee, the, the that one hitting right there put me at five and one uh for the day so it put me at uh what is it? Oh, I'm not logged in. I'm like, why can't I see this shit right now? Oh, I'm not logged in. Oh, no. Um, Cattell Morte hamstring pull. Oh. He's in a lot of pain. Oh, man. There you go. Now you just, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like trying to celebrate being on a heater. And you're like, oh, Cattell Marte hamstring pull. Fuck you, Howard. Oh, <laughs> why? You have them? I have them in the NFBC online. Go celebrate your heater somewhere else, dude. I just saw it, man. That's all. I wasn't trying to ruin the moment. <laughs> you ruined everything. Oh, well. You'll get over it. <laughs> I am going to get over it. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to go get some fucking dinner because I got to be up at the ass crack of dawn tomorrow um, to do more stuff, more articles. That's right. It never sleeps. Never, ever, ever. So, Adam, any final thoughts here before I uh, I go chow down for some food? Please let the injury stop. Please, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah, that was like when you uh, 
you joined the fantasy alarm show today and you're like, well, you didn't hear that Aaron Judge of the oblique. Jimmy's just too big, right? Big guys like that, they always get hurt. I've always I've always thought that, man. I know, man. You just didn't need to come in hot guns blazing like that, man. Well, you didn't know, so I was like, I thought you had hurt. Jim brought it up first, I think. Uh, yeah, he was just doing that to troll me. That's why in the draft tonight I took uh I took all his players. Well, there you go. Get him right. back. Yeah, we're gonna ruin him with CeeDee Lamb all year long now. Anywho, all right, so there you go. Please let the injuries stop. Wise words from my main squeeze here, Adam Ronas. Big thanks to all of you guys for tuning in. Always a pleasure. We'll be back tomorrow for Adam. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up, and we'll catch you next time.